Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey there traders, today we're gonna to be talking about a loss and Qualcomm, QCOM, the technology sector. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we give you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance by Redwood Media Group, founder and head trader of 10MinuteStockTrader.com, Christopher Ewell. All right, so on this particular, oh, wait a second, I see uh, See an error that's not from this trade here let me delete that bam okay so as we've discussed before your trade plan must include taking losses if it does not include taking losses you are in a world of hurt when the losses do start to come so the first thing we want to talk about is you know when you have losses it's totally normal it's totally fine and anybody who says they never have losses either doesn't trade or is lying to you so we're looking first at Qualcomm. The opening trade on this, we bought calls on 1227 for $3. And I called this the pilot buy. And that was at 8826 when Qualcomm was at 8826. The closing trade was on no, that's not right either. Man, I updated this, but then I So the deal with this is it actually expired on the first uh, on um, January 3rd, and I was looking at the chart, which I'll show you in a minute, and I was like, there's no possible way that I held this to January 3rd. Not possible, because it didn't fit the plan <laughs> had it gone to January 3rd. So I'll show you a little bit about that too. That was the expiration of the uh, strikes there. Now, for me personally, I actually really like to trade short expirations, and I'll share with you why. So for a long time, I did expirations out 45, 60, 30, 90 days, whatever. Um, but recently, I wouldn't say recently, a few months ago, I started changing my trading style to be more directional, uh, take more advantage of models like what we've built here versus just doing a, like a put credit spread or something like that. Because even with the put credit spread, like it may work, but it may not work enough, right? I mean, if your put credit spread has a total max profit of like, I don't know, 50 cents on a one lot and your trade model shows you could be making $1.50 on a one lot, then the put credit spread doesn't always make a lot of sense. So anyway, um, so I've been trading shorter and shorter durations. One reason I do that is because I took a look at my average uh, time in trade and Mark Minervini talks about how your losses need to be your longest time in trades and your I'm sorry. No, no, no. I said that backwards. Don't do that. Your winners need to be the longest time in trades because you're letting them run. <clears throat> but your losses need to be the shortest time in trades because you are cutting them short. So for me, I was like, all right, let me take a look at my average time in trades. And it was like four days on winners and one or two days on losers. And I was like, oh, I don't need to buy an option that expires three, six, eight months from now. It doesn't make sense. I'm paying a lot more for it. I may pay <clears throat> like 
$4 for that option. Or in Qualcomm, it probably would have been like $7 because that's a, a technology stock that moves a lot more. And that's not interesting to me. <laughs> I don't want to pay $7 for something I could get for like three. Um, so I found that the shorter I go, the better that works. Now, also, uh, I buy in the money long calls to take advantage of these. But I also keep in mind how much extrinsic value that I pay for it. Extrinsic value is the amount of time decay left in a uh, option. And I want to keep that to $0.25 cents or less. right? So the worst case scenario is if it sits still then I lost $25 a contract. That sucks, but you know what? I can move on from that. I'm not gonna let that happen because I'm going to follow what the model says, but uh, I'm not buying long calls and having them like have $3 of extrinsic value. That's a really bad recipe for disaster. So I just have a little bit of extrinsic value. Usually I go for the 75, 80 or more delta on a trade. Now a pilot buy. So. I recently got through the book, How I Made $2 Million in the Stock Market by Nicholas Darvish. And um, Steve Burns had a large part uh, on that particular book that I, I read. And that was really interesting. Um, I, I had learned this from Mark Minervini back in the day, but hearing it from multiple sources kind of helped it sink in, that you start with your smallest purchase, right? So in this case, maybe let's just buy one. Or maybe for you, it's just buying one share or a hundred shares, even if you're you're throwing around big numbers, whatever the case is. Your pilot buy gets you into the trade. Your pilot buy is really the one that if you're going to take a loss, that's where you're going to take a loss. Because your next tranche, tranche two, tranche three, tranche four, they're going to be bigger. So let's say, for example, um, on, mine, on my particular trading plan, let's say that I do one uh, 75 delta call on uh, entry for the pilot bio, right? Then my tranche one, I'll buy two 75 delta calls. So that gives me a total of 150 on the tranche, tranche two, plus my, my pilot buy, that's another 75. So that puts me at 225 deltas before I'm really getting into the trade. Now you can scale that up, you know, as I said. But for me, I do it like a two-to-one ratio for my pilot buy to my tranche two. And then my tranche two is now 50% greater. Uh, yeah, my tranche three is 50% greater than my tranche two. So we're scaling up. Every time we're adding more, we're getting more positions. And the way that you need to keep that in mind is like if your trade is working, you want to be trading the biggest possible to take the best advantage of that. But if your trade is not working, you want to be trading as small as possible. So your pilot buy is to get into the trade. Let's just see what happens. Let's follow our plan. If it goes up, that's when you start scaling in. Now, Paul Tudor Jones, uh, Steve Burns talks about this a lot. I guess it's like his favorite thing. But he talks about how Paul Tudor Jones has a plaque on his wall that says, Losers Average Losers. And I couldn't agree more with that. If it's not working for you, just get out of the trade. Do not average down. But if it is working for you, you want to be scaling up and into that trade. You want to be averaging up. And I know you're thinking like, oh, that doesn't make a lot of sense if I'm trying to get the best value possible. But in all reality, it does make sense because you are trading at your smallest when you're trading at your potentially worst in this trade. But if you know it's working, 
and you know you're moving in the right direction and you know that you're making profits, you can see the profits, your paper profits, then that is when you should be getting bigger because you know it's already working. So the way I, I like to think about it too is like, um, I don't enter my next tranche until I show at least a 10% gain. And then when I show that 10% gain, I'm also moving up my stops so that I do not have as much of a loss. Every time I move, every time I add in a tranche, I move up my, my stop. And at some point, the stop will be high enough where there is no more chance for a loss. It will only be a break even or better. So you need to keep that in mind as you're going through, right? Scaling up and into trades is the way to take advantage of it. Not averaging down it doesn't work in your favor. That's when you need to get out. So anyway, on this swing, we had our pilot buy. We bought it for $3 and we closed it for $2.40, which kind of sucks, right? The stock moved down 60 cents and our option moved down 60 cents. Look at that. And uh, because of that, that was just time for me to get out, right? It was a loss of 20% on the trade, but a loss of only 2.7% in the portfolio. Now, like I said, we're trading really, really small. So that is why it only has a impact of 2.7% on the portfolio. We still had 97.3% of our portfolio untouched by this. Had we gone in with our full lot, right? Let's say our full lot, just for example, let's say our full lot's 10 contracts, but our pilot buy is only one, then we did 10 times less damage because it was wrong, okay? So now our signal details. We had FinClub AI showing 63% rising, and 63% rising is a lot stronger signal than 63% falling. Daily charts, everything was crossed over. Hourly charts, everything was crossed over. Everything was hunky and dory when we entered the trade, but it didn't work out. So let's talk about it. So first, let's go to the daily chart. All right, these two vertical lines are when we entered the trade. The gray line right here, that is the daily bottom 25% quartile. So we have our model showing that it should be moving in this direction in the blue cloud 75% of the time or higher. And the gray line is my signal line to get out if it does go below that. The red line is the one for hourly, which we'll talk about here in a minute. And you can see how the hourly signal even fits really well within the daily signal, which is why I was like, ah, this seems like a good setup here. Everything was crossed over. We didn't try and cheat this time or anything like that. But the reason I said there's no possible way that I would have done on, on had the exit on January 3rd is if you look at here, I was trading on the hourly charts, which is the red line. I got in on this, got out on this. But like January 3rd, which was the expiration's way over here, and it was like super, like $2 below where I would have gotten out. So there was no way I did that, which is why I knew I couldn't have done that because I was following my plan. All right, so let's go into the hourly chart so we can get more granular on this. Hourly chart. All right, you can see this trade, we did not hold long, okay? We had our 5 and 20 crossover. Our model shows us that it should be trending uh, at a 45 degree angle up and out of here. Our RSI was looking good. Our MACD was looking good. And, but the crazy part is that instead of going up, it went nearly down from the moment we bought it, right? We bought it at this vertical line here at 88.66, and then it went straight, nearly straight down after we bought it. And we got out the following morning, December 30th, 
um, at 8806, which was down here. In fact, let me draw this line real quick. This is where we entered. This is where we exited, right? Sucks, yeah. But at the same time, you know what? Look at why following your plan is important. Okay? We started here. We got out here. We held it for a day. We got out. We took our loss. We moved on with our lives. The next day, it's still not in the expected move where it should be. It's kind of just hanging out here around the 8840 level. The following day, hanging out at the 8840 level. Oh, man, this huge gap up on the next day, right? January 2nd. It's well within that expected move. And you're probably thinking to yourself, this is why we can't cut losses because then it'll come back. Look at this. An hour later, we're back where it was, okay? And then, oh, geez. Oh, geez. We're dying, right? We're down $2 plus. Let me see if I can even scale this out a little bit. No, can't move it. Oh, there it goes. Oh, man. So we took our loss right here. Which, yeah, taking losses sucks, but it's way better than, I have to remove this, hang on a second, remove, remove, all right, it's way better to take our loss right here than to take our loss way out here, <laughs> or the stock's down 2.6%, yeah, that trade would have hurt, but that's why we have our model. That's why we have our expected move. That's why we know where the stock should be going. Because instead of being down 2.6%, our model shows that had everything lined up right, it would have been up 4%. Wow, look at that. That's a big difference. Had everything lined up correctly, had the market moved in our favor, this is where we had anticipated it to be on average. is a 4% gain. But you know what? Even when the model isn't right, you must know when to get in and out based on your own risk tolerances. And for me, that was turning right around, getting right back out. And I am super glad we did because I would have hated to have this 2.34% decline. Now, I mean, had we got this 4% move, that would have been a monster win, right? That was just on our pilot buy. We would have been adding in, layering in the whole way. So it would have gone from, what was that, 88 to 92. Um, that would have been a huge win, several hundred percent. But that's okay, because we followed our plan. And as I say, we got out for like a 20% loss on just the pilot buy. That's the key here. When you have the pilot buy, that's the one you want to take your loss on. Every tranche after that, when you're adding more positions, you want to be moving up your stops so that you don't have these losses. You want to try to hit break even or better. It may not always be possible, but break even or better is where you want to be going for on your stops after you've got your bigger places on, okay? So there you go. That, that's everything you're gonna to need to know about our Qualcomm loss here. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Before you go real quick, make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks that we upload every single week. And you trade faster and trade smarter. I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, did you realize that you could get the secret weapon that every investor needs right now to start changing your financial future for free? Yeah, that's right. Just head on over to triplestockprofits.com and download your free Triple Stock Profit System ebook today.
10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, his content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit timinutestocktrader.com slash legal. Thanks for stopping by.